recorded live. Well, hi, everyone. Welcome to this April 7th, 2016 edition of the Everything is Energy show. This is your host, Judy Greeno, here to talk about the AIM program of energetic balancing and recent additions to the database to further support our self-healing and to strengthen our sense of well-being. Today, I'm happy to be hosting one of the co-founders of EMC Squared. That would be Ms. Roberta Hledick who's worked with AIM developer Stephen Lewis since 1987, long time. To learn more about all three of the co-founders, to get their book, Sanctuary, the Path to Consciousness, which chronicles the decades of work and history that preceded the launch of this AIM program in 1999, please consult with your facilitator and their website, or you can visit aimprogram.com. As we begin, we want to remind our listeners that AIM energetic balancing is not medicine or what we tend to think of as traditional health care. It does not diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure disease. EMC Squared's holographic spiritual technology helps you heal energetic imbalances in consciousness where everything is created and where all true healing occurs. Only you can heal you. AIM assists you in doing so 24-7. Imbalances in consciousness are what EMC Squared believes to be the predispositions or potentials for eventual negative manifestation unless healed by you. Once healed from your consciousness, hereditary imbalances are gone for good. They don't come back, and they can't be passed on to offspring. When discussing frequency components of newly revealed imbalances, as we'll be doing this morning, we remind you that these frequency components may have names that are the same as or that are similar to names of diseases. But remember, we work with and are talking only about energetic imbalances, not actual diseases. And lastly, as EMC Square does not perform any physical tests of any kind, they cannot and do not confirm or dispute any medical diagnosis. Good morning, Roberta. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing super. I know you've had a busy week. So. Yes. <laughs> I'll just say we appreciate you, and thank you for being with us this morning. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for all being here and taking time out of your day to, to come and join us this morning. Well, I know Roberta's got, uh, she is a busy lady. She's got another interview to do this morning, but she does have four uh, previously unknown frequencies to tell us about today, and and I'm going to let her kind of elaborate, but she found them herself, so bravo, girl. Thank you. Thank you. I graduated from the School of Testing. <laughs> well, you know, I think I think it's important for everybody to know that, as I said at the beginning, you've worked with Stephen since 1987. That's a long, long time. Most people know that that uh, the character Jennifer in the book, that was really Roberta, so she's the one that's put up with, you know, Stephen's sense of humor over the years. But she's been so involved and, and done testing before, but she's reached another level, so... It's not, it's not like it's a brand-new thing for you, but it's just greatly expanded. Am I, is that a good way to summarize? Yeah, absolutely. I've been testing, and you know, he's been training me since the very beginning. And um, so now I've just reached another level. <laughs> and a lot of it is just you know, when you learn something new, it's your confidence you mm-hmm. know, in a confidence level. And so I've reached a level of confidence. So now I'm confident in, in helping um, kind of share the load with him so that um, we can work on other things in deeper layers and so I can do more of the day-to-day testing and he can delve into some of those deeper things that um, help us all on the AIM program because the more we get to know, the the better off we are because, of course, if the frequency is not in the database, it's not there to be sent out to us. 
So we don't, we're trying not to miss anything, but of course, you know, we're going to miss things. I mean, we're all human. So (laughs) we are doing our best to not miss things. So, um, so that's where we, um, where the testing comes in and trying to find new things. And we've got some new protocols that we're working on. And oh, I don't want to bore you with all that. But anyway, well, you know what? One other thing I'm going to say. You correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I'm right here. Because a lot of times people go, "Well, can't you just train somebody else quick?" Well, I just said Roberta's worked with him <laughs> since 1987, right? So she's got all this experience from all the private practice days and working with AIM over the years, it's not like something people, somebody's going to pick up in a couple of weeks or even a couple of years for that matter. No. It's been decades. It takes a long time, and there's yeah. only certain, from what we've, um, I've experienced, there's only certain person, people yeah. that use a particular part of the brain, and don't ask me which part because I get them all confused, <laughs> but you work with a certain part of your brain and it allows you to be able to test mm-hmm. because it requires um, a lot of concentration. What's really kind of interesting is um, what I've been feeling is that when I'm testing, if my mind wanders, yeah. It lets me know. <laughs> yep. It's like, mm-hmm. you're wrong when I go to see if I'm correct, and it goes, nah. <laughs> so um, you have to be able to remove everything that you're thinking about and just mm-hmm. focus. And it's, it's really tedious, and it's um, very tiring. But it's only um, we've only found a very few people that have ever been able to to even get to a point where they're sort of okay at doing it and might be able to go further. But yeah. so far, um, it's <clears throat> been Steve and I. So I'm mm-hmm. really blessed to have such a wonderful teacher, and he's very patient with me. And um, we've been a- I've been able to achieve this. So I'm just like, I'm kind of over the moon, kind of nervous. <laughs> You're like, wait, what did I just get myself into? <laughs> I know, it's another hat to wear. And um, it's kind of scary sometimes because sure. um, there is it's a it's a lot of pressure. But anyway, it's also um, you know another chapter in my mm-hmm. book here for yep. me. Um, I'm moving on to another um, another part of the program that I can um, help and assist mm-hmm. everybody that's here with us today and those that are going to be listening to the call, helping them to achieve. Um, better well-being so mm-hmm. that's the bottom line and that's yeah. my goal is to help us to be all we can be and the best that we can be live the best life we can and all those other good things mm-hmm. well you know and we've talked before on how how much concentration um, and experience and special touches if you will it takes to do this testing that you do and I'm like I can't even fathom it Roberta because I can't I can't quiet my mind enough to to trust the pendulum or my own mu- muscle testing. So, <laughs> so I can only imagine when you're, when you're testing the photograph of somebody else, especially when you've got so much going on there. But anyway, all right, well, I know th- these four frequencies, now that we've talked about uh, where you are with your new level here, tell us about the four new frequencies that you found. Okay, the first one, and correct me if I'm wrong, but is 8965? 
Absolutely correct. Okay. And I, the list show, well, you, you, you created the list so you know it, it shows that it was added on April 1st, right? Yes, that's correct. And this one is a frequency similar to, and we, we, we really stress that, it's a frequency, and it's similar to the frequency of Ewing sarcoma. And um, it was found in the liver, lungs, and respiratory tract, but it can be wherever. We have to understand that when we're looking at hereditary frequencies, they can be wherever they are in our bodies. Um, the person that we found it in was just in these. Now, the emotional frequency, the most dominant emotional frequency was withdrawal. Okay. The next one we have is 8916, and that was found on April 4th, which was Monday. And this frequency is similar to the frequencies of squamous cell carcinoma, adenocortical carcinoma, otatomo, God, all these things. I'm sorry. My, it's early for this. Um, focal nodule hyperplasia. So this one was found in the adrenals, the digestive tract, the stomach, the mouth. It can um, have dental issues. Um, lungs, respiratory system, and skin. And again, it can go anywhere. These are just where we find it in a particular person that we found these in. Now, this one for the emotional frequency, it was depression. Did you want to add something, Judy? No, I I just occurred to me that I had... In the last couple of days, as I'm water picking and, and uh, brushing and stuff, I've had a little soreness on a, on a tooth here. Uh-oh. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, maybe, you know, and you mentioned, and I should have real, I should have picked that up. Oh, oh, I can't even say it either. Odentoma, uh-huh. uh, the, the latter part of the, your description there, and you said mouth, dental. I went, hmm, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, very <laughs> yeah. possible. You never know, but I'll, obviously if it doesn't go away, I'll not hesitate to see the dentist because, you know, I've, like you, I've got a long history of uh, time in the dentist chair. Uh, me too. Yep. Um, <laughs> we're, we're pros at that one. <laughs> um, then we've got 8926. Now, 8926, we usually don't um, talk too much about these because they're acquired. Acquired means that they're not hereditary, but they could become hereditary too. But at this moment in time when we found this one, it was acquired. And it's similar to the frequencies of uh, bovine immunodeficiency virus, ICD-4, Clostridium sordelli, and equine protozoal my, myeloencephalitis. Oh, say that three times fast, you guys. Uh, you did well on that one. Wow. Um, and this one, it, it more affects the immune system, the entire immune system, the lungs, respiratory system, and brain. Or, of course, it can be anywhere. But, again, that's where we found it in this particular person. Now we have 8936, which, again, was found on the 4th. And 8936 is similar to the frequencies of Sabia, which is a virus, viral pericarditis, ORF, parainfluenza, and periartitis. Um, this is found in the circulatory system, bloodstream, the heart, and the skin, and it causes scabby lesions, lungs, respiratory system, and the parotid glands. And again, or wherever else, it could be in any one of us, depending on where we're feeling it. And the emotional frequency on this one was frustration. So, um, and I w- could imagine frustration sounds like um, a good one for that one. Um, 
Well, and I, I had to ask this question, so I'm going to assume maybe there's other people out there that aren't familiar with the parotid glands. What are those, Roberta? Um, the parotid glands um, are the salivary glands, and they're on the side of your face. And these okay. are the glands that, um, when you get the mumps, they swell up, mm-hmm. and they kind of um, hold poisons, and they kind of filter stuff through there. So that's that's what those are. Okay. Now, um, last <coughs> night, though, or yesterday, I did find two other ones, and they were both acquired. So I'll just run through them real quick. Just um, They've been updated on your list. The acquired ones we don't usually put on the, the list that goes out in the newsletter. So in case you don't see those on there, you'll understand. But um, we had another one that was similar to the Marburg virus, hamster papavirus, and feline caliki virus. Oh. Um, now these are in the circulatory system, kidneys, bladder, urinary tract, lungs, respiratory system or wherever else. Now, one of these things on here is this feline caliki virus, which um, I had a little story, and that is our, um, we had a cat called Maybe, and she was around, her actual name was Maybelline, but she was um, a long time ago, Steve and I had her, and she was just a kitten, and one morning we woke up and she just looked not sick, she looked very sick. And I wasn't sure what was wrong with her. And she had been acting kind of funny, but we just kind of thought she was running through something and she would be fine. And so we ended up taking her to our local vet. And this is pre-AIM. We took her into the local vet, and there actually was a um, student in there. And the student looked at her and was talking to the vet, and she said, it looks like this new thing that they found um, is called feline caliki virus. And so the vet said, really? So she said, we're going to keep her here for a little while, and we're going to test her and give her some liquids and whatever they were going to do. And I was really worried because she was so little. I thought, we may lose her. So when we got home, Steve started checking, and he asked the girl if they had any information on the feline caliki before we left. And she gave him a bunch of information and actually a picture of what it looked like on the slide. Mm-hmm. And when we got home, he figured out a frequency for feline caliki in his way, and don't ask me how because we can't talk about that. But anyway, he mm-hmm. found this, and he put it on our pre-aim trays, and that was at the time that we were we were trying this out, kind of, okay. of sending, transmitting frequencies and things. And we the vet called us about two hours later, and she said, because he said he was going to go home and see what he could find, and she knew what we did. So she said, Steve, you know, maybe you can do something, you know, or whatever. So we did. We went home, and we did this, and we put Maybe's picture on this little tiny tray, and a few hours later she said that Maybe had a big sneeze, <clears throat> and a bunch <laughs> of mucus came out. Of, that's kind of gross. I'm sorry. but And she said after that <clears throat> she started walking towards her water dish, and she was meowing, and she, like, totally shifted. Wow. So she called us, and she said, whatever you did, it's working, because now she wants to eat, she wants to drink. So she said, let me watch her for a few more hours, and then you should be able to come and pick her up today. And then Mm. she asked us, she said, and before you come and pick her up, she said, can you make me a couple bottles of that stuff? So she said it, if this is a, part, a dominant you know, thing that's in the air right now, she wanted to make sure that if she mm-hmm. had any other animals coming in that we were able to 
help them as well. So that was kind of an interesting one for the feline caliki. And, and that's the, the feline caliki virus, that's the one where they can't smell, right? Yeah. Yep. And if a cat can't smell, they don't uh, eat. it won't eat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and interesting. It's pretty tough on, on cats. Dogs are a, a little bit easier when it comes to that kind of stuff. So those, those balancing energies went on what, this morning? Um, those went on yesterday. Oh. Uh, that one, 89.46, I found in the earlier part of the day. Okay. Then I found one more before I went home last night, and that's 89.56. And okay. you might ask, how am I finding these, or where am I finding these, or who am I finding them in? And it's when we are checking um, special rechecks or when we're doing our uh, five-month and 11th-month checks. That's where we find frequencies that aren't in the database if we're checking someone. So this one is an acquired frequency again. Now this one is similar to the frequencies of oat cell carcinoma and epithelial carcinoma, sorry, found in the orbs of the lung, respiratory system, digestive tract, stomach, colon, breast, skin, and prostate. So, um, and or wherever else it is in you, if you particularly happen to have this one. So um, these. Um, are are pretty some of these I think are pretty common right now in a lot of um cancer victims and things like that. So um hopefully this will will have a big impact on all of us that are on AIM <clears throat> if any of us are having any of these kind of challenges and things. So another good one for us to have on there. So these these acquired frequencies, Roberta, if if anybody has any of these, once you put the balancing energies on, is it safe to say that, that regardless of where you are, at what point you are in your AIM program, whether you're relatively new or you've been on for 12 years, that if you have, if you need these balancing energies for an acquired frequency, you'll start selecting them? I would think so, yeah. Yeah, so that, yeah, so that and usually, even if you're new to the program, is it safe <laughs> to say um, even if you're new, that, that, that an acquired imbalance uh, shouldn't take that long to heal, not as long as, say, a hereditary imbalance might take. Is that exactly. generally good? Okay. okay. All yeah. right. Okay, so you'll keep us on, on these calls. You're going to keep us informed yeah. of things that you find uh, that are acquired, but they're not necessarily going to be in the newsletter, Right. Yeah, we usually yeah okay. we usually don't do that. We usually just put hereditary frequencies on there. Okay. But, um, <clears throat> of course, these will be on the recording, so if anybody wants to hear more All on right. them, they can um, tune into it. But um, we don't want to, you know, we don't want to dwell on this stuff because no. um, we just want to be um, think about our, our positive emotions. Mm-hmm. And when if you're feeling some of this, it's good information to have. You right. got it, and then you can just keep on moving on and and be. Um, let's see, what can we say? Be glad that they're on there, <laughs> and don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Roberta, Roberta's on call daily now, so we're we're doubly covered here. One last thing I want to clear up because somebody's going to hear it and go, "I didn't get my five month life force check." Because Roberta mentioned five and eleven month life force checks. She's been doing those for years and years and years. You get a five-month life force check if you're new to the program or you've been off uh, for, you know, 
a number of years, then then we treat you like a brand new person coming back on, check your life force, and then Roberta checks you again at five months. So don't expect everybody that you're going to get a life force check twice a year if you've been around for a while, right? You're not changing absolutely. that. Okay, okay. You're absolutely correct. And let me do one more thing just so sure. I'm clear that I understand it. Um, these are life force only checks, but – it sounds like you're you're not doing a full special recheck on these people, but you're doing you're, you're doing kind of a check to see if, does anything pop out that's not in the database. Is that correct? At 11 months. At 11. If okay. someone isn't showing life force of 100, okay. then what we're doing is we're looking further to see if there's something that's blocking why okay. they're not at 100. And so that's where I'm finding anything new. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. That was <laughs> that was a that was a loaded update, and I'm going to doubly congratulate you for, for such a great job pronouncing all those <laughs> all those frequency components. I can see you. It sounds like you practiced since Tuesday because I was like, "Whoa!" When I read this list. All right. Yeah, it was a mouthful, huh? It was. Well, listen. I know Thursdays are a busy day for you as it is, and you've got another interview this morning. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up. If you, don't, unless you have something else, Roberta. No, I don't. I just want to wish everyone a wonderful weekend, and you too, Judy. Thanks for being with us, and we'll talk to you guys all next week. Okay, perfect. Take good care, everybody. Thanks for being with us. We'll see Bye-bye. you next week. Bye bye.